You're listening to Cannabis Health Radio. Here are your hosts, Ian Jessup and Corey Yelland. Welcome to episode 225 of our weekly podcast. I'm Ian Jessup. And I'm Corey Yelland. Before we begin, the information you hear on today's program is for informational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. It's known that triple negative breast cancer is different from the three more common types of breast cancer. It's harder to treat and more aggressive. Triple negative cancer means it tests negative for estrogen receptors, progesterone receptors, and HER2 protein. About 10 to 20% of breast cancers are triple negative. And joining us from Arizona to tell her story is Leslie Garcia. Leslie, we appreciate you joining us. Thanks very much. My pleasure. Now take us through some of the health issues you were dealing with before being diagnosed with breast cancer. Well, uh, fatigue mostly. Uh, it, uh, it got worse probably closer to my 50th birthday. I noticed that I had debilitating brain fog to the point where I had to avoid conversation. Um, I had to keep conversation short because I would lose my train of thought. I was worried I was getting early dementia. And, um, you know, nothing worked. I tried different supplements and um, nothing seemed to work. And so I decided to see an endocrinologist because I thought it might have something to do with the thyroid issue. And that was, um, I believe, um, part of it. But what I didn't know was that I had an infected root canal. And uh, the root canals, um, if, it's, if they're infected, they can wreak havoc in your body. And so I went and had um, an x-ray done, and they discovered that it was so bad that it had gone, away th- gone all the way through my jawbone and um, right above my left breast. So then the alarm bells kind of started going off, and I thought, okay, um, there is a connection here. So I I had the root canal removed by a biological dentist. Were you um, getting any uh, pain in your jaw and um, breast area? None. None. Interesting. So what next? Then um, I, I went to a naturopath and, and I got tested um, further uh, because the, the MD that I had gone to um, didn't go far enough with my thyroid testing. I, I was certainly hypothyroid, but I didn't know that I, was, that I had Hashimoto's, which is a very serious autoimmune disease that can lead to Graves' disease and eventually lupus. And, um, so I thought, okay, well, um, once I discovered I had Hashimoto's, I decided to change my diet and, um, and I started doing a lot of research. And, and when I started doing my research, I came across your channel and several others. Um, and I learned what, you know, foods would do to help your body to heal and, um, so I, I started a plant-based, mostly diet. I couldn't stop eating meat. I, you know, I just am a meat eater, and I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, but I, I switched to grass-fed meat, and and I, I just started eating very little meat compared to my normal diet. 
and and um, dairy was a, a big culprit. So once I cut dairy out and gluten, everything seemed to change for me. I felt so much better and my thinking became more clear. And, uh, you know, then, you know, along the way, I discovered uh, that cannabis can treat certain issues, including cancer. At that point, I didn't know I had cancer. And thank goodness that I had learned about the Hashimoto's first because it prepared me for the cancer diagnosis because I had already, you know, listened to various podcasts on natural healing and chemotherapy um, and, and the destruction it can do to your body. And, and I also, um, I'm probably getting ahead of myself here, but I, I learned that chemotherapy is not necessarily the best medicine for um, triple negative breast cancer. So when I finally found out I had um, triple negative cancer, I thought, why would I want to put my body through this? Um, and not only weaken my immune system further and possibly kill myself, um, you know, it, it just made more sense for me to, to find a natural therapy. And um, everything seemed to fall into my lap. It was really strange how everything came together. But an old friend, um, you know, after I posted one of your um, interviews on Facebook, he actually reached out to me and told me he could get me the oil if I wanted it. And I said, absolutely. And um, so I started on the oil and, um, and, and the person, the grower that I got it from, he was from Oregon. And he, um, he, he spoke to me and, and told me, just how serious the cancer that I have is. And he said, you can't mess around with this. Um, you need, you know, a much stronger dose than most people do to heal their cancer. And he told me I needed three grams a day. I didn't know anything about, about you know, oil or how much I needed. I, I just said, okay. So uh, I went along with it and I, I did exactly what he told me to do. Three grams a day. You must have been spaced out. Well, I I started out a little spaced out, um, but he did tell me to take half of it rectally, and that was very beneficial. That made a big difference, I bet, eh? It did, and I was able to work, and I was able to uh, concentrate and, and do the things I needed to do every day. It helped with my sleep. It helped with my mood. I mean... I would have to say that overall, I think that that was the most, that was the best part of getting cancer. I have to admit, I I think that it actually was a blessing because the cannabis actually, um, and I learned this much later, but, you know, your endocannabinoid system gets depleted as you get older. And especially if you have any kind of disease like cancer. And so I feel like a much different person now. It's, it's hard to describe. I don't know if you felt that way, Corey. Oh, absolutely. I did. Yes. Yeah. It's like, it's like you come alive. That's how it was for me. Exactly. Right. Like I, I, I noticed things I didn't used to. I became more artistic. I actually wanted to do more artistic things, which is very strange for me. Um, 
I even had like a little art get together for my neighbors and I, I'm sure they thought I was nuts, but it, it was fun. Um, but yeah, the, the, um, so the oil was incredible. I passed, I think I mentioned this earlier, but I, I passed probably a thousand gallstones. Uh, I mean, I didn't count them, but it just seemed like at least a thousand. And, and I never heard that that could happen. Um, but in my case, you know, since everyone's endocannabinoid system is different, I, I believe that that's why, um, you know, that was part of my problem. I wasn't filtering. My liver was not working properly. Mm -hmm. Well, the thing with uh, ca cannabis is it creates homeostasis in your system. So it's almost like a, a reset. Yeah, yeah. And I do think that that's what happened with me. I um, had to get rid of those gallstones in order to get rid of all the, you know, toxins in my body. And once that happened, it all seemed to start working, you know, the cannabis treatment. How long before you noticed uh, a change in uh, your breast cancer? Well, um, I did go back every three months last year. Um, afterwards, there was no sign of anything. They, they did blood work. They did scans. I had three CT scans last year. Nothing. They did see a nodule on my lung, but um, that had been there for at least 10 years, and I, I knew that. So is that scar tissue then, Leslie, or what? That, that's what they told me. Um, mm. The uh, lung, I can't remember the specialty, but um, he told me that that was more than likely from valley fever. From what was that again? From Valley fever. Oh, okay. It's like a, you get it more in the southwest in um, the western states from mm -hmm. dust. Okay, that's yeah. We wouldn't know anything about dust up here. It's so <laughs> wet <laughs> normally. <laughs> and that that explained why I was probably so chronically fatigued when I was younger. So yeah, I, I and it, he told me likely it was benign. Um, and he said, you know, don't worry about it. It's so small. It was three millimeters. So anyway, um, that was really the only thing that seemed to, you know, get their attention. So you, you had no radiation or chemo? Uh, no, I was um, my surgeon, the, the one that removed the tumor. She, she told me that I absolutely had to have radiation. She said, you cannot, you know you can't just go home. You have to complete this therapy with radiation and possibly chemo. And um, so I met with him and, uh, and he, I did ask him a lot of questions though, because by that time I had learned quite a bit. And I, I asked him if uh, radiation was a carcinogen and I asked him if um, radiation could burn the heart muscle because it was right over my um, you know, the left breast is right over the heart. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, yeah, I mean, what, it could happen, but likely not. And, you know, I just kept asking him a lot of questions. And he, he just seemed to get a little bit irritated with me. And by the time the appointment was over, he told me, well, this is what I would recommend. I would recommend no radiation. And I would I would recommend, however, if you were my sister, that you have a mastectomy, have get your ovaries removed, and and get chemo. 
And, and I just found that odd <laughs> since she was so insistent that I get radiation. Um, I just found that odd that he would have that reaction, but I was glad <laughs> because I wasn't going to do it anyway. Do the doctors know the protocol that you've undertaken in order to no. clear it? They don't. No, I just figure, um, you know, it would be more negativity. I, I know they would not be for it. Um, my um, oncologist, when I met with him and I asked him the same questions that I asked the radiologist, um, it got to the, and he was a, a nice man. I, I mean, all of them are very kind, but, um, but he did tell me, Leslie, this is the only modality I can offer you. And I, I knew what he was saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, but yet he afterwards got a little bit more standoffish towards me. I just felt that, um, I was, you know, he wasn't going to benefit from my visits. And, uh, so he kind of handed me off to his um, nurse practitioner, which is fine because she's just, you know, they're just asking you basic questions anyway. Um, Leslie, in the, the, some of the notes that you, you sent us regarding your condition, you talked about uh, you donated a kidney. Tell us about that. Yes, I donated a kidney in 2011. And I, and I have to say that I think most of my serious health problems started after that. Um, I, that's when the Hashimoto's and the thyroid issues popped up. Um, you know, I don't know if there is a correlation there, but, um, what I did learn later is that if your kidney, you, you have two kidneys for a reason. Everyone has heard, Oh, donate your kidney. You don't need both of them. That's what they told me. You know, it would be a kind gesture, blah, blah, blah. And then that's what I intended it to be. But, um, but I needed both of my kidneys because the right kidney filters the right side and the left filters your left side. And, um, you know, all these problems are happening on the left side of my body. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the recipient wasn't very gracious. Uh, it just was a negative experience for me. And, uh, you know, I can't say that caused the cancer, but I don't think it helped. Yeah, I found that uh, rather startling when you said the recipient was not very uh, gracious to you for donating your kidney to that individual. Right. She I mean, how, wasn't. She... How could you not be gracious? I know. And her family was not either. It was, um, I'd known them for decades. Uh, uh, but... Uh, they were at, at first, um, but then I, I started sending them more business. And as uh, it was just a normal situation that I've always done, we our family has been very good to them. Um, but but she ended up telling me something that wasn't true, and I lost a big customer, and I was upset about it. But I, you know, I, I just called her out on it, and and uh, I said, of all people, my gosh, why would you? not be honest with me of all people and I dare not say that um, because that cut off the relationship and um, and I don't even mind telling you publicly about it it's it was very upsetting and very wrong but I'm not going to dwell on that mm -hmm. my my main thing here is um, you know I have to turn towards a more positive outlook and I do believe that the cancer, honestly, I believe it ha it's been a blessing to me. 
And uh, I know that's strange to hear, but everything in my life, even though I've had all of these experiences that would be negative to most people in, in my situation, they've turned around to be more positive. I just see, I see things differently. I, you know, I, I feel like I'm healthier. Um, the cannabis, I feel that it was a game changer. I, you know, you know, instinctively when things are working and when they're not, I think the cannabis actually, um, I don't know if you've experienced this, Corey, but I felt like it, it made me more spiritual mm -hmm. and, um, just more, um, just more aware. It's, of it's more, never... well, it's mind expanding, isn't it? So I think yeah. that it causes you to contemplate and think and assess, et cetera. So yeah, definitely. I would say that that happens. Yeah. I think you also become, um, less robotic. I mean, we wake up, we go to work, uh, we come home. Um, a lot of people just turn on the television and vegetate, and then we do the same thing day in, day out. We have our weekends. But with cannabis, um, you start to think. You start to think about life. You start to think about uh, various things. And um, I think it is it is mind-expanding. And Leslie, you're correct. It is spiritual. It's not ne not necessarily religious, but it's ex it's spiritual. Mm -hmm. and, Definitely. And it certainly helps you. Leslie, where are you at now as far as the cancer, as far as cannabis oil? Well, no What's evidence the status quo of here? disease. I, I'm very healthy. Um, the only thing that pops up are my Hashimoto's numbers. Um, so I don't believe the cannabis is healing the Hashimoto's. Um, but I'm doing other things to um, bring those numbers down. And I, I'm putting it into remission as we speak. I, I was very high, I believe right around 850, um, where I should, the number should be below 35. Mm. Um, but, um, but I'm, you know, I, I am a, on a very alkaline diet. And so every time I get tested, the numbers are lower and lower. Mm. So I would expect by maybe next year, I should be, I should have this in remission. Um, the cancer, honestly, I'm not worried about it. I do believe that if it does come back, um, then I will do another protocol of cannabis again. Are you taking cannabis right now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I just want to, you know, remind you that that maintenance dose is really important. Um, yeah. We've seen time and time again people who have cleared themselves using cannabis oil and then the next thing we know, they've got a reoccurrence and it's back with a vengeance. And then when we speak to them, 99.9% .9 of the time, they've stopped taking cannabis oil. So you, although you don't need to be doing it in huge doses, um, you know, I'd at least do between two and three grams a month for a maintenance dose. Yes, and I'm working on that. I The, the Rick Simpson oil, I, um, I'm able to buy it because it, it is legal here and in Arizona. Yeah. Um, so you've got access, which is good. Yes. And I do vape at night. I only do probably two hits of, um, indica at night. And, um, and then I take CBD in the morning. Okay. Um, can I ask you, interrupt you here, Leslie, and ask you, you know, you said you take two hits. Um, are you ingesting oil? Um, yes, not, but not, I haven't been doing it regularly, but I, 
I am going to pick it up next week. Okay, because this vaping, vaping is not, not going to do it. That's not sort of considered, you know, maintenance. I just don't feel it's strong enough. And I just would hate for it to come back. So I just wanted to be really clear with you on that. Yes, I agree with you. And, and I'm, I'm going to start taking the oil like you suggested. And um, I'll continue that for the rest of my life. Um, I just hadn't um, been taking the oil regularly. Mm-hmm. I had run out and then I, you know. Yeah, no, I hear you. Go I, back I, I totally hear you there. Yeah. Leslie, regarding your Hashimoto's, have you ever heard of uh, Dr. David Brownstein in Michigan? Yes. Uh, I believe he wrote a book. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's written a book on uh, iodine, the use of iodine and uh, why we need it. And he's tested, I think when he wrote his book a number of years ago, he tested over 5,000 people. And I think about 95% of people were low in iodine. Right. Well, here's another stat for you. They did a study on cancer patients. So this is all people who had cancer. Mm-hmm. And in 96% of cases, they were significantly low in iodine. Yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah. And the, uh, the main cancers that showed up as a result of that were prostate, colon, and breast. Interesting. Yeah. I do believe that there is a connection with that and and probably thyroid and Epstein-Barr. Uh, the women that I, I'm in a few Facebook groups and uh, I did get out of a couple that were very negative, but um, but on the, in some of the others, a lot of these women have um, thyroid conditions and they have root canals that were, are infected. And I think there's a connection there. I wouldn't be surprised. And I mean, look at the connection between root canals and uh, heart attacks. And yours truly can vouch for that one. Had both. Really? So. Wow. Yeah, Corey Corey was a mess before cannabis. Actually, Corey was. Joking aside, Corey was. And I I was an absolute mess. I had no life whatsoever. Boy, oh, boy. I know you're a, you're just so remarkable and I you're so vibrant now and I you know you really are an inspiration and and that's that's what keeps me going honestly I listen to your radio show every day and it just gives me a boost I you know there's so much negativity out there against cannabis but when I listen to the testimonials of all of these people who have healed and not just cancer patients but you know just other issues, diabetes or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just, it gives me, you know, the energy that I need to keep going to and keep, keep going. doing this. Yeah. It's, it's pretty had, amazing. Yeah. A lot of people are so anti, um, cannabis and it just, I, I think to myself, why not? If chemo is not working for you, why not try it? You know, this is your life. I don't understand that mentality. Yeah, or if you've got the chance, to try the oil first before you do chemo and wreck your body. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's rather interesting. I, I can't get it out of my mind uh, when you told the story about giving up your left kidney, donating your left kidney, and then most of your health issues started on the left side of your body. Right. Including uh, getting rid of all those gallstones. And if any if anyone's ever done a liver and gallbladder uh, cleanse, you you get rid of all of that stuff, and you feel absolutely remarkable once it's over, don't you? I was bouncing off the walls, and you know I had ended a, a horrible relationship 
um, in the midst of this cancer journey and and um, and during all of that, I, I met the most wonderful man, and um, he's very supportive of what I'm doing. And I, you know, I think back to, um, you know, that previous relationship I had, and he was even against, you know, me changing my diet. And so I know that had I, you know, had embarked on a cannabis journey with him, it would have been very stressful. And I, and I hate to think what would have happened. Yeah, what the I, outcome I may would have, have not. Yeah, I may yeah. have not done it. Yeah, because it's a, obviously it's it's a holistic approach, and certainly you've done that with your diet, um, with your emotional being, and with your physical being. You know, you've gotten exercise, et cetera, et cetera. You've, you've got that whole protocol that you did. Yeah, I do think you have to do it all. Um, the cannabis is very important, but you can't just continue on a horrible standard American diet. diet. No, no. Cannabis is not a magic pill. Mm-hmm. You know, certainly it can do a lot, but you've got to have some support in place diet-wise, exercise, etc. Right. And supportive people. Yes, very important, yeah. Yeah, it would be interesting uh, for us to do a show with a doctor on the emotional component uh, and how it relates to cancer. Because, Corey, I think we've talked to many people who have had um, stressful lives Mm -hmm. and have, as a result of it, have ended up with cancer of some nature. Yeah, Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. Definitely. And, and, you know, those cancer groups that I was part of, I told Corey earlier about one I had to drop out of because it was so negative and it happened to be the triple negative group that I was involved with. And it got me so down because all these women do is complain. And I know they have every right. They have every right to complain because they're miserable. They're on, you know, all these drugs and you know, I see a death every week, they announce, and these are young, beautiful women. And, and it's just, it got to the point where I just couldn't do it anymore. And it was affecting me. Leslie, did they know that you were on cannabis? These women? Yes. Um, yes and they thought I was insane. And um, many of them told me I was going to die. Wow. Now, you know, when it comes to uh, breast cancer... I've found that it's much easier to clear the triple negatives than the hormone-driven ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's too bad, you know, that some of these women weren't exploring oil because maybe their outcome would be different. And bravo for you for even saying that you were doing it. Well, they're so afraid that their doctor is going to say no. And there's a reason why their doctors are against it, because they could lose their license. And... You know, you have to take your own health into your own hands. Well, they could lose their their license, but they could also lose their uh, commission that they get because for every every, uh, prescription that physicians write for a chemotherapy drug, they get a whopping commission in the States. That's what I had heard. And um, I I was told that um, they purchase the drugs, the chemotherapy drugs, um, and then what they do is they bill the insurance companies and then they, um, they profit on the difference. And that's how it's done. Um, either way, you know, I'm telling you, it, I, it's beyond me why that's allowed. Because I could see it with my own eyes with these guys were there they were not interested in talking to me 
you know, after I came back in for those subsequent visits, it was odd. Right. Right. So it makes sense. And so, Leslie, you're cancer-free today, so what an accomplishment there. What advice, if you could give women advice, what advice would you give to other women who may be dealing with or have been diagnosed with breast cancer and are looking for answers? To not be afraid, to, um, because the body develops cancer for a reason. It, um, the tumor is actually protecting your, the rest of your body from these toxic metabolic wastes. And um, so you have time. You have time to do some research. You know, in my case, the, um, it, it's a very fast-growing cancer, so I kind of had to um, get started. But um, most cancers don't grow that fast. And, and you do have some time to do some research and get your head straight before rushing into chemo because they want to push you into chemo right away. And before you can, you know, even, it, sometimes it's the next week. Leslie, thanks very much for telling your story. It's My great pleasure. that you're healthy, you're in a good relationship, and uh, you're on your way to a, a wonderful life. We very much appreciate your time. And we'd also like to thank uh, Ron Zahar of Rowan Sound, who has generously donated his time and studio to allow us to bring these podcasts to you. And Corey and I have a mission and a goal, which is to help as many people as we can. And if you know of anyone who can benefit from the type of information and stories we bring you, then please share this across your social media networks. Another way to reach more people is to write a review on iTunes, and we'd be very grateful to anyone who takes the time to do that. And Corey, another interesting story. Very interesting, yes. And it was, uh, it's interesting that Leslie mentioned something that a number of people have mentioned in the past, and that is they got cancer, they were terribly frightened, cannabis saved their life but they looked at their cancer as a blessing. Mm-hmm. How many times have we heard that? Did you feel the same way when you had it? Oh, I, I didn't feel blessed when I had it. <laughs> no, no, not when you had but, it. But, but, but afterwards, after, afterwards, yeah, afterwards it was... Because you became healthy and vibrant. Yeah, I became healthy and vibrant, and my, well, my entire life changed, as you know. Yeah. I've been at this, well, it was eight years yesterday that I was told I had two to four months. So. That's right. Yeah, so yes, definitely, it's changed my life, and it's made me grateful that it happened. It was the catalyst for this change, and uh, uh, it was meant to be, I... I always say that nothing in life happens without reason. Might not be obvious to you in the moment why, but mm-hmm. nothing without nothing without reason is my my uh, belief. Eight years ago this month, Corey Ellen was given two to four months to live. Two to four months to live. Yeah, six on the outside. And here she is, kicking ass eight years later. <laughs> yeah, risen from the dead. Risen from the dead, that's right. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for all your support. Much appreciated. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week. You've been listening to the Cannabis Health Radio podcast. Visit our website, CannabisHealthRadio.com, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to PodConnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. 
Infused, a cannabis talk show, is a -a one-of-a-kind look inside the cannabis industry. Meet the amazing people who make cannabis businesses bloom as they join host Nick with Francesca and Mike for creative cannabis conversations. Get an honest look at the business of cannabis, including trends, best and worst practices, products, education, and advocacy. Whether you're kind of curious or running a cannabis, Infused has can of conversations that count. Infused is available on YouTube and is now streaming as part of the PodConnects Network.